So let me ask you something. Are you educated or do you just have a degree? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. This is the 48 Days Radio Show. Hey, we're going to take... Well, you know, this is going to be a little different today. Instead of answering listener questions, which I usually do, I've got two major themes that we're going to be discussing. I'm gonna, I've got an interview with Jason Miles. Now, you've heard me talk about Jason and Cinnamon. They're the ones who started creating patterns for doll clothes. So I'm going to unpack that as just a really unique way that they took an idea, turned it into an incredibly lucrative business that they have that now funds the ministry work that they want to do and a lifestyle that they were only dreaming about a few days or a few years ago. Then I also want to talk about another issue in terms of what's changing in education. Now these tie together because what Jason and Cinnamon are doing is not something you would study for in college. It's something that had to come in other ways, something where their education and preparation had to come in other ways, as do a lot of things that are valuable these days. All right. I'm also going to be telling you and tying these together about a real exciting thing we've got coming up. It's going to start June 11th. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, June 11th to the 15th, it's going to be five days to a raise. We've got a separate Facebook group set up for this. I'm going to be engaging with you right there every day for five days, showing you how to get a raise. Absolutely. So we're going to walk right through that. Have a lot of fun. Have a lot of people in there sharing ideas and the interesting things that people are doing these days to get ahead. But it's going to be focused on how to get a raise in your current job or how to get a promotion or move to another job. But it's five days to a raise. The unique link for that is 48dayseagles.com slash P slash raise. Now that's a little complex, but I'll have a, a link to that. Of course, in the show notes, you can check it out there. Five days to a raise. Man, join us there. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully get your input, your suggestions, your ideas, as well as some teaching principles that I'm going to be sharing in there, things that have worked, that have led to people getting promotions, advancements, you know, that they didn't think were possible. Again, it's 48dayseagles.com slash P slash raise for that. Now, our quotation today, again, tying this together, comes from Jim Rohn. I've been gone for several years now, but we certainly draw from his wisdom still. His quotation is this, formal education will make you a living, self-education will make you a fortune. So our call to action then is going to be, what are you going to do today to increase your education? And I put education in air quotes there because we know that education occurs in ways, many ways that may not involve sitting in a seat in a classroom. All right, our business partners today are FreshBooks and Casper. We want to tell you how those help you move ahead in the things you want to accomplish. I mean, a lot of you are freelancers, small business owners. 
mean, we just passed through tax season. There's a good chance a lot of you are still trying to dig your way out from underneath a pile of receipts and spreadsheets. I hope you're planning to do better as we move into the tax season that'll be for 2019. I mean, we're already almost halfway through 2018. Boy, keep your stuff organized. It makes such a difference. I mean, my tax preparation is really easy because of keeping good records all during the year. So do yourself a huge favor. Stop digging before you completely disappear under that abyss of paperwork. Go check out FreshBooks cloud accounting software. Now I'm, I'm not a techie. I'm not somebody who really understands the latest apps and technology and all, but FreshBooks is extremely easy, even for an amateur like me, to understand. So you can set up a quick summary of the amount of tax you've collected. I mean, if you're collecting sales tax and paying because people are buying products from you, you want to keep track of that. I mean, that you need to do a report that goes to your state as well as then federally. You need to keep track of that. But uh, check it out. You can set up FreshBooks to import expenses directly from your bank accounts which means the next time you use your debit card for a meal or tank of gas. You know, it's, sometimes it amazes me when we go out to lunch and I, I meet with a business person and he just pays cash and doesn't even ask for a receipt. I'm thinking, wow, we talked about business. That's a legitimate business expense. You ought to be keeping track of those. Those little things do add up. So right now, FreshBooks is offering 30-day unrestricted free trial to my 48 Days listeners. To claim it, just go to FreshBooks dot com slash 48 days and enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section again it's freshbooks.com slash 48 days and then enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section that that's what keeps them coming back i mean i try to share things that help you in what you're doing and uh, this is certainly one of those and having that tag in there lets them know that you heard it here and that's what keeps them coming back year after year now, our other business partner today is Casper. Now, you've heard me talk about that. It's the mattress Joanne and I sleep on. Now, you know, one of the things that I hear sometimes people are trying to wean themselves from sleep, you know, or they're trying to work sleep deprived, just push through. I hear terms like that. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, how ludicrous is that? How can you be doing your best work if you're tired, if you're fatigued and exhausted? I certainly can't. I don't even try to do that. If my body's telling me I need a nap, I take a nap. Uh, you may not be in the advantageous kind of work situation that I am, where I can just slip into a room next to my office here and take a nap. And I mean a, a full nap, in a bed nap. And what do I do that on? A Casper mattress. Even my naps are on a Cap Casper mattress. But certainly what we sleep on overnight Joanne and I are very, very particular about getting good rest, and we do that on a Casper. We know that you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you ought to be comfortable. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface, cradles your natural geometry in the right places. Golly, they've got over 20,000 reviews with an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, Google. Casper is becoming the Internet's favorite mattress and with good reason. I mean, there's affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you. I mean, it comes in that great big box that UPS drops off, so you don't have to have a truck ship it or worry about, gee, is it going to rain when we run down to the store and pick up a mattress? Nah, have it delivered right to your door. Open the mattress. It's free shipping, free returns. I mean, those are 
that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. So make sure you do. Here's how you can get $50 toward a select mattress by visiting casper.com slash sleep you love. And then use sleep you love at checkout. Of course, terms and conditions apply. Again, that's casper.com slash sleep you love. And then use sleep you love at the checkout. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Now I'm going to condense what I normally do here in terms of good news, just because of the content that I want to share today. So I've got a couple things that tie right into this interview that I've got with Jason Miles that I want to share with you. So here's a note that comes from, um, well, here, here's, here's one thing I ought to share. Uh, Mark Johnson uh, sent me a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. I get a lot of things, you know, sent to me and a lot of times they're not identified, but I got this shirt and it's a really cool shirt that said, don't forget to show love. And I thought, wait a minute. I just talked about a little boy on one of my good news segments a couple weeks ago who used his allowance to buy meals for the homeless. And he'd go down there wearing a cape. And when he'd give out food, you know, they'd thank him and he'd say, don't forget to show love. Well, Mark Johnson actually had a t-shirt made up for me that says that. So he says that one of the positive stories you shared a few weeks ago on your podcast was about the little boy who's using his allowance to help others. And you said his favorite thing was to say, don't forget to show love. I like that, so I decided to quick make up a t-shirt with that saying. I sent you one just for fun. Uh, it's practice for me as I'm starting up a side business with Amazon Merch. Now, that's something we've talked about a lot here. One of those things you can do, very little uh, complications to start it. And once you're set up, then you can just put t-shirts up there. No cost to put them up there. If somebody buys one, then you get a, a big chunk of the money when somebody actually purchases one. Mark says, I'm really excited as this is one way I plan to move from a job to my own business. I'm excited about helping businesses with their own t-shirt needs, as well as helping them to market their business in this incredibly simple way. Have an incredible day, Dan. Look for your t-shirt. I hope it makes it to your desk. Yes, it did. It came in. I've got it right here. Don't forget to show love. Great reminder. I'll hang it on the wall for a while just to remind me as well about that. Hey, one of the things that uh, that we're doing right now as well is a a promotion with our good friend, Matt McWilliams, who is the one who handles affiliate programs for people like Jeff Goins and Ray Edwards and Michael Hyatt, things that you've heard me promote and certainly names you recognize there. But Matt organizes on the back end their launches, like their course launches, their program launches, their book launches, by having affiliates that share that message and then the affiliates share in the income. Well, this is something any of you can do. I mean, you don't have to have a big list. You don't have to have any list. But if you have any kind of a business, uh, you ought to be using affiliates, sharing other things that you promote. I mean, you hear me promote things on, on here. Largely, those are affiliate relationships where when somebody purchases, then I get a commission on that. Nothing secretive about that. Nothing behind the scenes or sinister at all. It's just a very common way that we all do business together. But if you go right now to 48days.com slash affiliate, you're going to see the cool things that are happening with this promotion. I mean, Matt's got some amazing videos that, that teach you how to start making money by promoting other people's products. So check it out, 48days.com slash affiliate. All right, this comes from, um, well, a few weeks ago, I got a note from a lady 
Uh, her name is Caroline. And she said that her little girl, who's 11 years old, has been pursuing creating designs for dolls. Her passion are dolls, American dolls and Barbie dolls. She also enjoys story writing, script writing, has written countless stories, mostly with the dolls as characters. She also has a fa- passion for fashion designing and has now taken to designing for Barbie fashionista dolls. We homeschool and lessons are completed. Anyway, she was saying, you know, what could she do? Her little girl thought about, you know, sending these designs to Mattel and wondered about patents and those kind of things. That's a, that's a more complicated process. The first thing is just to understand, are people interested? Mattel is probably not going to. Now, I, I would recommend that you absolutely do that. I, I shouldn't say what I was going to say. Absolutely send it to Mattel. We've got some of the cutest stories about companies responding to little kids who want to, you know, be part of Legos or, you know, want to be part of a company when they grow up and they tell them, you know, come back and see us in 20 years. We'd love to talk to you. So that could be true with your daughter, Caroline. And we had given Caroline some notes on that. I got a follow up on that. Uh, Dale sent in a note. He said in reference to that, you had mentioned that her daughter writes short stories about her dolls. If she were to include a story with each outfit, I think that would be a fabulously unique selling proposition. I know that when I was growing up, toys took on a new meaning when I was able to imagine myself fighting off pirates with the Robinsons or sailing around the world with Joshua Slocum. My daughter loves those historical dolls and would greatly enjoy a little story to go with an outfit. Anyway, if you could pass that idea on to Caroline, I would greatly appreciate it. Well, I know Caroline's a regular listener, so she'll she'll have just heard it right here. Dale, thanks for that input. Now that leads us into my short interview. It's 13 minutes with Jason Miles. Now you've heard me talk about having met Jason and Cinnamon a couple years ago when I spoke at um, a conference that was for Amazon sellers. Well, they're online sellers. They've moved onto their own sites at this point because they're so large. And I'll, you'll hear about that. But this is a couple where Cinnamon was making clothes for dolls. They were putting it up on eBay and people were paying $350, $400 for these dresses. But, I mean, it was impossible to scale to grow this because they'd come home from church on Sunday night and there'd be orders for six dresses there. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I've got to stay up all night to make these dresses. We've got to do something else. Well, you're going to hear what they did to adapt to this and what kind of success they're experiencing with that. Check out this interview with my friend, Jason. Well, Jason, it's a delight to have you on today. I've referenced you and your dear wife, Cinnamon many times on the 40 days podcast, but thanks for being with us today. Yeah, it's an honor. Really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Fun times. Well, I got an opportunity to meet you. My goodness, what was that? Three or four years ago, probably, mm-hmm. at yeah. CES, the big Amazon online sellers conference, yeah. and uh, heard your story and was blown away. So to recap a little bit for our listeners that are not familiar with it, what were you and Cinnamon doing prior to Liberty Jane? And we'll work our way up to that. Sure. Yeah, I was a nonprofit guy for 20 years, ended up with a 20-year career, uh, nonprofit management. And in 2008, we were desperate for money. And uh, Cinnamon had a window of three hours from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. where she could try to make some money, you know, because our daughter was going into kindergarten. And so that that was sort of her slot she had. And so we just started brainstorming ideas. What could we do? And we started online selling. And um, 
I still worked full time for a long time after that. Uh, but that was sort of the beginning of the journey, and our, our nonprofit work has continued. But um, well, now yeah, we want to we want to walk right into the what that was because that's part sure. of the richness of this story. Yeah. And you know, Cinnamon remembered that she enjoyed making doll clothes when she was a little girl, and all of a sudden, you know, yep. blink of an eye, she's now a mama with her own little girls, yep. and making clothes for dolls yep. was that yep. original idea, correct? It was indeed. We, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur for so long, and I heard about a guy in 1998 who made a thousand dollars a day on the internet. Now that's a long time ago now. I mean, that was before Google and YouTube and any of it. But for 10 years, I could never think of an idea. I just couldn't come up with an idea. And then finally, she started making these doll clothes for our daughters. American Girl dolls are popular for our daughters, and all the moms started saying, "Where did you get this stuff? What is this stuff?" And um, it was her unique, amazing talent. And she kind of didn't know it. And so I said, hey, could we sell this stuff on eBay? We need to make money. You know? <laughs> and that started us on our, on our online journey. That was 10 years ago. In February uh, 2008, we started. So that's 10 years ago now. 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is where the story gets really interesting because she's making those. And I remember you talking yeah. about, you know, you'd come home from church and have, you know, orders for four clothing yeah. pieces. And she's yeah. like, wow, I got to stay up all night to make this work. So you're in something that was very labor and time intensive yeah. that was totally dependent on cinnamon sitting down at the sewing machine and making it. Yep. How long did you do that before you realized you needed a new solution? Yeah, we, she got burned out pretty fast. I mean, we were doing them on eBay as auctions and we got really focused on the branding and, the auction prices were going for like three, four, five hundred dollars per outfit. Per so we, outfit. We got, wow. We got, she got a crazy following pretty fast. But uh, so I would like to hit relist, you know, hey, relist it, relist it. <laughs> and um, so she was so until midnight. And after about 18 months, she was done. And so, but I had this dream of being an entrepreneur. The only problem was I had burned out my wife in the process. <laughs> And so um, we, that whole summer, we brainstormed and she stopped and, and we just said, how could we transition this into something that's scalable and something that, um, you know, really would work for the long term. And that summer we came up with a plan that was basically to sell digitally downloaded PDF documents that were the patterns that she would design. And so we started doing that in September, 2011, oh, sorry, sorry, 2009. Uh, and that was a transition into a scalable business model. So. Wow. But now that's a real transition. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of ladies who can go on eBay and spend 300 bucks to get this beautiful dress for the American girl that their little girl has. But giving a pattern requires really a different kind of customer. That's right. Yeah, it was a completely different customer. And we didn't know quite how it all worked. We were, we were still new to the niche. We didn't really understand who was who and how it all worked. But what we ultimately found was that there is a a huge, huge collector community, uh, seamstresses who like to sew for dolls. And um, that's the, become our cornerstone customer. And, um, and, and that's, it's just gone from there. We, we ultimately now, uh, fast forward to today, we do about forty to 50,000 transactions a month uh, through Pixie Fair. The site is, is called Pixie Fair. And you can, I always tell people, go check it out. It's, it's built on the Shopify platform. I'm a huge Shopify fanboy. 
And, um, but it's scaled and we have about 95 designers that, that uh, publish with us now on the site. So it's not just my wife's work anymore. And we have a membership program called Sewing with Cinnamon and we have online classes, how to sew, how to design, that kind of stuff. Wow. You just covered a whole lot of real estate there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to go from a cinnamon making three or four dresses that you would sell to then creating the pattern, which then scales. So she, it's one of those things that I talk about often. You know, I look for ideas where I can do the work once and then get paid a thousand times. So you made that transition. You were smart enough to see that as a possibility, knowing that you were going to require new customers but then yep. tapping into, um, you know, something that a lot of people are really interested in. But then you also, you, you scaled that in, in about two sentences there dramatically. So it went from cinnamon yeah. making a few patterns to then yeah. bringing in other designers. So you yeah. have the website, Pixie Fair, that brings those all yeah. together and now have over 90 designers. So yeah. they do the designs. These yeah. are all doll clothing designs correct yep Yep. my goodness that's a well there's two other categories technically there's there's uh cloth dolls and also amigurumi which is a crochet like stuffed animal type product but yeah it's all basically that stuff so wow so uh, the model is now you guys then are running the business Uh, that's right it got cinnamon out of the the labor of sitting at a sewing machine, but you've continued to leverage that. I keep hearing these other things you talk about. So you're doing classes for people. You have a membership site. You and Cinnamon both have written extensively, both about the specifics of what you're doing with Liberty Jane and Pixie Fair, but then also about online business beyond that, that people can use. You've got online courses. You've got one of the biggest courses that there is on Udemy, correct? Yeah. 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 I love Udemy. Udemy is a platform. If you're not familiar, it's a, a learning platform marketplace. Now um, they say they have over 20 million students. It's all video based training. And uh, yeah, I, what happened was we went to Shopify, which is an e-commerce tool uh, five years ago now. And in 2014, they wrote a blog article about us and it was entitled how one couple's making $600,000 a year selling digital goods on Shopify. And it got installed in their marketing system for new, you know, Shopify sign-up people. Mm-hmm. And so it trended in their blog article for so long. I mean, it was like three, four years. It was just wow. at the top. And people would ask me and in the comments, like, is this real? Who, you know, does this really work? Who, what is this? And they would ask me questions. I'd always answer. And then finally I said, man, I should just make my own course. Oh, there you go. You know, and then that's uh, the course it's on Udemy. It's called Shopify Power and it's the number one e-commerce course on Udemy. Is um, it real? So yeah, but, uh, we love writing. We love wow. teaching. Teachers at heart. So Okay. Now you were involved in the nonprofit world prior to all of this. So now you yeah. got into this, but instead of just transitioning into becoming a greedy entrepreneur, <laughs> you and Cinnamon still have a heart for humanitarian, godly ministry causes. Tell yeah. us how that's developed. This is amazing. Yeah, we... we um so I was uh, in total 20 years in nonprofit space. Half the time I was in human resources. So, you know, 48 days, your, your work there is priceless. It's amazing. We could talk about HR-related career stuff all day long, but, but half my career was HR-related, and then half was fundraising-related. Well, 
in 2009, um, we had just started our online little business as a side hustle, really. And um, I took a trip with a, a group of donors to Lusaka, Zambia. And um, we, we had a down day in our schedule. So I'll try to make this really brief, but we had a down day in our schedule. And the local coordinator said, well, there's a local ministry we all really love. It's outside of, I used to work for World Vision. It's outside World Vision programming, but we love them. And there, there's going to be a sock and blanket distribution there. And, and if you want to go to that today, you could. It's in a really, really desperate slum. And so we said, of course, you know, we would go. So we go, there's 475 kids, two thirds of them are orphans, half are HIV positive. They're in this partially constructed church. It's chaos, it's a huge community school. And we get to this, and it's, it's just overwhelming visually. But we get to this one point in the presentation where all the moms had us come over and we, on this wall. There was a wall of beaded jewelry, like uh, costume jewelry that they had made. And they said, hey, we're trying to do this as a fundraiser for the school. And um, we're selling these necklaces locally. And our team all kind of whispered and said, hey, we'll buy the whole wall full. So oh. we bought the whole, it was like 70 bucks. Hmm. But it was literally like right in that moment, I found my calling. And the calling was, I, I just heard so clearly, I have to help these moms learn how to make money for this school. And that was in 2009. And that work turned into a sewing cooperative in Zambia. We employ 20 ladies there. They make school uniforms. And I go into the whole story, but it's called So Powerful as the charity. S-E-W. Yeah, sewpowerful.org. They make school uniforms or usable hygiene pads. There's a whole program we have related to the feminine hygiene. We have a soap making team, and we also have a farm there. And it all works together to support the school and and, uh, children now in 13 schools. Um, And uh, God's just totally blessed it. But it started at that moment where it was just about helping those ladies figure out how to make money. Wow. That, That is such a great example of having a heart for ministry, and then because of your own success, seeing a way to grow that side of what yeah. you're doing exponentially as well. What yeah. a great story. Wow, this has been delightful. Um, what, what do you guys envision? I mean, what do the next three, four years hold? You, you've done such dramatic expansion and growth and all these yeah. things that are fulfilling, helping a lot of people, and creating extraordinary income for you guys. I mean, what do the next three, four years look like? Yeah. Well, we, you know, we're, we, we love teaching. We love working with students. Shopify is a topic I love. So I have a group called the Inner Circle program. I, the, all of my teaching resources and that kind of thing are on winningonshopify.com. And so my hope is to really replicate, you know, success in e-commerce space and really work with people who are like-minded in terms of ministry and, and trying to figure out how to integrate their, their kind of life calling and passion for ministry and charitable work into their online selling. And that's sort of the heartbeat of what we do. And um, so we hope to see that grow a lot. And then the charity itself is just, it's honestly growing and growing, growing. So my time is becoming transitioned more and more toward managing the charity, which is kind of puts me back in my wheelhouse. Wow. Full um, circle, but, but with yeah. a way to fund it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Exactly right. That's so. a great example. What a great story. Yeah. Well, golly, blessings to you guys. Um, 
How old are your own children at this point? Uh, so I have a 21-year-old, 19-year-old, and 16-year-old. So oh. three, almost three in college. Okay. <laughs> so, so they've grown through the stage of needing little doll yeah. clothes, but That's have right. now seen the business grow as a result right. of... As a result yeah. of that. Wow, that's yeah. delightful. Well, yes, hey, it's been my pleasure connecting with you, Jason. Thank you for taking time to, to share your story. I know it's a continuing inspiration to a lot of people to have them put legs on their own dreams and ideas. Thanks so Absolutely. much. Thank you. Take care. Well, there you go. Obviously, that's the uh, explanation of a story that I've referenced many times in the last few years. Just a delightful story where they've... Uh, taking an idea. And, and the, the thing about that is, I mean, how do you prepare for that kind of an opportunity? You have to recognize opportunity when you see it. You have to see it in its raw form, see it in a form that may not translate easily into a business or economic model. But you have to have your antenna up. You have to be prepared to recognize those kind of things when they come along. I mean, looking at it now, it's like, well, yeah, gee, anybody could have done that. Well, nobody else did. They did. And now they're reaping the rewards of that. Of course, that business is uh, quite large. You heard him say they have over 50,000 orders consistently a month. Those patterns, and they're selling a digital product, so there's no cost of goods involved. Now, they share revenue with the designers who have contributed on particular designs that were not ones that cinnamon did but uh, 50,000 orders a month at 495 595 you can do the math on that that's a, a very significant business that they've done just with a little hobby that turned into something that is a, in fact a business well we're going to move into other examples of where people took advantage of their opportunities for education or not um, just a reminder that if you've got Questions that you want to submit that you have us talk about here. I'd be delighted to review those, share your success stories or questions that you have, concerns. I'm happy to include those. Just send those to askdan at 48days.com. And that's the email dedicated to this show, askdan at 48days.com. Now, there's a story going around. This is uh, uh, pathetic. If it, uh, It's interesting. But uh, a gentleman named Michael Rotondo, he's the 30-year-old man who defied his parents' various eviction notices, and they finally went to court with this. Now, this is sad because it is so pathetic. But I mean, this, here's a 30-year-old guy who didn't get the message it was time to move out of his parents' home. They left him five notices and an offer of cash to help him find a new place. And he just continued to stay there to went to court and the court ordered him to be out. Again, I, I don't know how to approach this other than to, to say, unfortunately, it's so common out there. So 30 year old guy, he was a clean cut student at West Genesee High School or he split time between the math club and playing in the school's orchestra. I mean, everything seemed to be going okay. He says, I was interested in music. I played the double bass. I wish I had spent more time with that because I really had an opportunity to do something unique, but I didn't practice. I should have done that. Well, he didn't stick with much of anything, apparently. So he, after graduating from high school in 2005, he went to Onondaga Community College. He went for engineering's. But then he decided to switch to business. 
So I don't know exactly the details there, but he went on to college, got his own apartment, got a full-time job. He says full-time job was very promising, actually, but I lost that job. Those were my circumstances at the time. He gives a lot of very nebulous kind of explanations for where he is. So for the past eight years, he's been back at his parents' house. Now, we know there's a whole lot of college graduates out there who are living with their parents. I mean, housing costs are high. Opportunities are not easy to come by just because you have a college degree. And we know this happens a lot where kids are back home with their parents. Eight years? Well, his welcome has worn pretty thin. Even with his parents, he looked to be just very standard, upstanding people. They ordered him out. They took it to court. And then he said, he said that based on, you know, the statutes, the laws in the state, that he ought to have six months. So he acted at his own, as his own attorney, and he pleaded that he ought to have six months. Well, the judge says, no, after eight years, you need to get out, and you need to get out by June 1st. Now, I'm happy to report he did. He got out two and a half hours before the deadline set by the judge. So he is out. Well, that raises so many questions, I don't know where to start. When is it time to take responsibility for your own life? To generate income. What are the options for generating income? Can this guy, you know, he he says that he has his own business, but nobody can figure out exactly what that is. His parents have no clue of how it may generate income. They certainly haven't seen any of that. He's continued to live off their resources at 30 years old. Well, there's another piece circulating out there on YouTube and Facebook circuit right now where the topic is, is college worth it? Are students really learning? A couple of years ago, there was a book written academically adrift. And it talked about the, it seems to be true that students are learning less. There are more people going to college and they're learning less. Certainly employers are saying they're learning less because they're less willing to hire kids who have a college degree and often feel that they have really no marketable skills of any kind. I mean, statistics show at this point that the average student spends 2.76 hours a day on any student-related activities. That includes studying, going to classes, etc., anything having to do with college activities. 2.76 hours a day. Well, here's a counterpoint to that. And it's also easy to document. They spend more than twice that amount of time shopping, eating, and partying. Hmm, what is college really for? I mean, colleges seem to be barely teaching, but they keep increasing their fees. I mean, students' actual learning has decreased, but colleges get more in federal aid. I mean, my goodness, if you, if you tried that in a real business, you'd be out of business in six months. But because they keep going back to the well with federal funding, now a lot of private schools have gone out of business. But I'm going to tell you about another private school that is exploding in its success. So keep your ears peeled. This is where, this is that reticular activator that I talk about. Pay attention to things. Once it's on your radar, you recognize it more. So if you buy, you know, uh, a red Honda today, tomorrow, you'll see a whole bunch of them. That's what that reticular activator is. In the, the Buddhist tradition, it's called a concentrated mind. 
which I love that term, a concentrated mind. So you're focused on it. But this is one of those where I want you to focus on this and hear this because I'm going to tell you about a a disruptive model. When we talk about a disruptive model, I mean, we talk about Airbnb has been extremely disruptive. I mean, it's they're worth money than major hotel chains combined and they don't own any real estate at all. And yet it has more value. Totally disruptive model to have people use their individual private homes to house people who are coming through and need a place to stay. Uber has done the same thing with the long tradition of taxicab business. They completely disrupted it. People own their own cars and can volunteer. This, this week I needed to uh, take Joanne's car over to where we get our mechanical and tire work done. And uh, she was busy and it wasn't convenient for her to follow me over there. I wanted to get it over there early in the morning. And I said, hey, no big deal. I'll just get an Uber back. I mean, it's three miles from our house. Instead of having to make complicated um, decisions about how to get me back. And I just pulled up my phone, pulled up the app, boom, Uber. I mean, two minutes later, guy was there back home. It cost me like seven bucks or whatever. So there's a lot of changes and we're going to see that when we see this kind of a challenge, when we have students who have massive loan, student loan debt and can't get jobs, students who have a degree, a certification, a diploma in something that seems to give them no marketable skills, it opens a door for new opportunities. Now, here's a couple things that are going to happen. We've heard about the rise of artificial intelligence. So, you, know, you can program your house so when you walk or before you even get there, you can hit your phone and have it, you know, increase the heat, turn on the lights, you know, and start your coffee if you want to. I mean, artificial intelligence like that. I mean, even the things that we're seeing where you can just walk into your living room and say, Alexa, I want to hear the 48 Days podcast. I mean, that's a form of artificial intelligence. And people are concerned are they going to totally replace the blue collar workers? Well, actually, I wonder if it's not more likely to impact white collar workers. Now think about it. So, so yesterday I picked up a car again, you know, at the, uh, we, we have multiple cars and cars that we have for our kids around and all that and, uh, cars for other people. So I'm in and out of the car service areas a lot. So yesterday took a car in and turns out it has locking wheels and there was no lock release for the lock, the, the lug nut that locks the wheels. Well, ultimately, they had to get it up in a rack and torch those off, take those off and put new ones on. Now, there's not an artificial intelligence process to do that, but there's a guy out there in a blue shirt who had enough experience and know-how to make that happen. He's pretty secure in his job. But now think about if an attorney is doing research based on past cases Artificial intelligence can do that more quickly and more effectively. No problem at all. I mean, it can scan thousands of documents in instants, in moments, in seconds, pull together the relevant information, look for keywords and so on. You know, an attorney is more at risk for AI. I mean, if a surgeon needs to do a complicated heart procedure, I mean, AI can bring more precision to that than the hands of someone who may have just come in off the golf course and had a lunch with a couple of martinis. I mean, which one is more in danger of having their job replaced? So we got those kind of things going on. I mean, artificial intelligence, we're going to have driverless cars and driverless trucks and all that. Obviously there's some impact to that, but we've always had new things coming in 
when there is a need that is shown. So when we have colleges turning out students, again, with the challenges that I've just described, are there going to be alternatives? You better believe it. So we're seeing things like Seth Godin's Alt-MBA. Alt-MBA obviously stands for Alternative MBA. It's a four-week intensive program. It's $3,000. It's not $80,000 to get an MBA. It's $3,000. It's a four-week intensive. There are no grades. There are no certificates, no accreditation. It doesn't matter. Kids who are coming out of that program are highly recruited for positions because they have real skills that can plug into the marketplace. Now, here's another one. Mission U. If you haven't heard, haven't heard about this, you will, because this is a model that's mind-blowing as an alternative to traditional college. This is out of San Francisco, started by Autumn Braun, who also was the founder of Pencils of Promise. So he's got a lot of experience. You know, he put together Mission U. Now, here's how this works. It's unaccredited. It's not government-funded. It's totally for-profit. It's a one-year program to teach kids skills that companies are looking for. What a novel idea. I mean, if you get a degree in English literature or in geography or in political science, you know, are there companies standing in line? Probably not. I mean, mass communications. I mean, university studies. I mean, the list goes on of things that are so nebulous and companies don't understand. What does that mean? What if you have a degree in business intelligence, data analytics. I mean, things like that. Companies are saying, yeah, we need some. I mean, even social media, knowing how to use Facebook ads effectively. Well, they're not college programs in that, but if you're experienced in that, you're going to find opportunities all around you. So this is Mission U, Mission University. And again, it's a one-year program. When they opened the doors last year, they had 4,700 applications Again, this is a program where you don't get a degree, you don't get a grade, and it's not accredited. You hear about the AG, is it accredited? No, it's none of those. It doesn't have any, they had 4,700 applications and they took 30 students. Obviously, they have to start small, they have 30 students. But then they have people who come in from companies like Spotify, Uber, Warby Parker, people that come in and teach these students what those companies themselves actually need. Now, here's where it really gets interesting. What do you think the tuition cost is for this program? It's zero. There's no tuition cost. However, the university then gets 15% of the student's income for the next three years. How interesting. So if somebody comes out of this one-year program, having paid nothing, no student loan debt, and then they get an $80,000 a year job, let's just take that as kind of an average, and it certainly would be applicable in this case. So the $80,000 a year, the university is going to get 15%. It's a contractual agreement. 15% of 80000 is what? $12,000. So three years, if you didn't get any raises at all, that's $36,000. That's the funding that goes back to the university. Is that a great model or what? I mean, there are companies from Bain and Company, uh, lecturers from Stanford who are coming in and giving instruction in soft skills like collaboration and critical thinking. 
Then they move into technical areas. In the third trimester of this one-year program, they may work as interns, contractors, or in some cases, full-time employees at partner companies. And again, there are people lining up Uber, Twitter, Spotify, Airbnb, Square, Everlane. I mean, they're General Motors. I mean, these kids are getting offers. Now, do you think the screening process is rigorous? You better believe it. If they have 4,700 applications and are going to choose 30, they can be really, really rigorous. What does a college do? A college sees you as somebody willing to pay the tuition. Why would they say no to that? Come on down. Are they guaranteeing any kind of success? Are they, are there, is their compensation tied to your success after you get a degree? No, it's very one directional. This company is saying, we're going to screen to make sure you're the kind of person we're looking for. And if you are, we're going to train you for a year. You're going to go out and get a job. And our compensation is going to be 15% of what you enjoy as salary after that. Wow. Mind blowing model. Well, Hey, I want to remind you just a couple things here and we'll wrap up. I was going to go through 10 steps to an education. I'll save that for another time. In the new version of 48 Days to the Working Love in chapter three, yes, I do have an education. I go through 10 steps to an education, jobs and wealth. What are the things that you can do to increase your value in the marketplace dramatically? If you have 48 days, just go to chapter three, but I'll go through those at a later time. I want to remind you though, again, about that free online challenge group, our five days to a raise where we're going to have, we got a closed Facebook group. You can go there right now. Check that out. It's going to run June 11th to June 15th. You can just go to 48dayseagles.com slash P slash raise. So again, 48dayseagles.com slash P slash raise. That's the website to get to that particular fun thing that we're going to be doing here in the next couple next couple days depending on when you're listening to this you know we're already right on the start of that it's going to be running june 11th through june the 15th so check it out five days to a raise we're going to have a lot of fun with that well i will come back to this later these 10 ways that you can get an education that has value that'll increase your wealth your time freedom and all of those you know what what are the life experiences that you have that have been part of the education you have I mean, I have, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in school. You know, I did go to college as my way to increase my options, a way to get off the farm. And went on to graduate school, both my master's and doctoral programs. Um, certainly don't regret any of that. There are two reasons for going to school. One is to get a piece of paper so somebody will hire you. The other one is so it increases your personal growth and enrichment. And the second one can never be taken away. If you do it for the first reason, you might be disappointed. So our call to action today is, what are you doing today to increase your education? Well, hey, always exciting to uh, take a topic like this. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Jason. You can check them out. Jason Cinnamon Miles. Uh, it's at libertyjane.com is their primary site, but it leads to the others where they have a massive number of doll clothing patterns that they sell. So always a pleasure to bring you those kind of stories. Hey, thanks for being part of this community. You know the principles. You are telling me your success results, the things you're doing to get ahead of the game. 
Thanks for being part of this growing community where we are, in fact, know we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.